You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Today, Kindling Helpline is focusing on sleep, and let's face it, it's what most of us need help with, isn't it? Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue is away sick today, but stepping in to help us is sleep consultant Natalie Herman. She helps families around the world work out their own uh, sleep settling techniques. She has two children herself, so she's been there. If you have a question about sleep, whether it's for your baby, toddler or young child, you can send us a text now. The number is 0437 200. That's 0437 200. Hi, Natalie. How are you? I'm good, Siobhan. Thank you for stepping in. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, let's, Happy to be here. <laughs> let's start with uh, Cooper. She says, I have a seven-month-old who self-settles for most of his day naps after an awake time of about two and a half to two and three quarters hours. Even those 15 minutes count, don't they? His second nap often ends anywhere between 2.30 and 3.30. I'm finding if he has another nap, it will start after five and bedtime will be quite late. Sometimes he self-settles, sometimes I'll, ha- I'll have to help him. Otherwise, he skips the nap and sometimes takes a mini nap during the milk feed and definitely can't self-settle at 6.30 to 7pm. Help, what do you suggest I do about the evening? And then she says her, his evening bedtime routine is solids, bath, milk feed, story, bed. His daytime nap routine, or lack thereof, is pretty much that I put him into bed and he shows a few tired signs, when he shows a few tired signs. What do you think she should do, Natalie? Yes, I think this is a question about um, being consistent with his routine. Um, So at this age, sort of a seven or eight month old, it is actually very common for them to drop down to two naps a day. So it's not unusual for him to be doing that. So that's fine. Um, I definitely don't recommend um, that you give him a nap after five o'clock. As you already know, that's that's a little bit too late. And that's why you're finding it's a short cat nap and it's, um, it's sort of making the bedtime routine a bit difficult for you. So he really needs, um, at this age, about three and a half hours of daytime sleep. And if he's getting that or even three hours, that's great. And you can make sure that he's going to bed around 6.30 or 7.00. That would be ideal. Um, If you find that he's sort of very tired around the 5 o'clock time, um, what I would suggest you do is actually try and keep him awake and give him a bath and then make bedtime a little bit earlier and see how that goes sort of for the next couple of weeks and make sure that the timing of everything that you do is consistent every day. Well, good luck with that, Cooper. Um, We've got one from Jane who says, I'm at breaking point with controlled crying. My boy will scream so much he vomits. Oh, that breaks my heart. How many minutes should we wait? Is it safe if he's working himself up so much? So unfortunately, Siobhan, this is actually quite common for a child to vomit um, in these situations. So, And it's horrible. It's really not a nice thing for parents to have to go through. A lot of the reason that he's doing that is mostly out of frustration um, that um, you are sort of possibly leaving him to cry for long periods of time on his own um, and he doesn't actually understand what's going on or what's expected of him. So what I would actually do is just to take a, a step back um, and kind of speak to him during the day and explain uh, what you expect of him um, in terms of his sleep and make sure he actually understands what process you're going through and why. A lot of the time, as I say, when you do shut the door and walk out, a child is sort of left there very confused and and that's when they start to get very worked up and, and start and in those cases they do vomit because it's just out of sheer sort of anxiety and frustration. 
So I think that you need to make make sure you're doing a little bit more of a gentler approach um, and maybe spending more time in his room initially just until um, he calms down and then gradually over the next couple of weeks sort of wean yourself off and spend less and less time in his room. Uh, Natalie, I just got some extra information from our producer. Apparently, this baby is four months old. Does that make it? I mean, I'm just imagining you might have thought he was a bit older. Yes. Yeah, that definitely makes a difference. I I would be changing my approach even more in terms of making it even more gentle. Um, A four-month-old... well, possibly, I've never heard actually a four-month-old vomiting in those situations. I'd actually take your child to the doctor and see if there's anything wrong, um, whether there's any type of sickness going on. If there's, if you do get a clean bill of health in this situation, then I would definitely be spending a lot more time um, in the room trying to settle um, your four-month-old um, whilst you're in the room next to him sitting on a chair and using a more gentle approach like a touch and voice technique there. Um, and waiting until he's actually asleep before leaving the room. Well, I hope that helps, Jane. Um, and uh, please feel free to give us a call back if you want to talk through that uh, anymore. You are listening to Kindling Helpline today with special guest Natalie Herman, who's a sleep consultant. Um, she's answering your questions about everyone um, from babies up to small children. She can help with uh, sleep settling techniques and helping you through um, what can be quite challenging for parents. We have a question here from Emma, Natalie, she says, I've heard a lot about consolidating bubs naps, but how do I do that? My four-month-old is a serial catnapper. He has four or five 20 to four-minute naps per day. Well, okay, so that's probably quite tiring for you. Um, a four-month-old usually needs um, about sort of three naps a day, but they actually still need a lot of daytime sleep. So it's probably around five hours for them to be in a fully rested state. Um, it's very, it's often very difficult to train your baby to sleep well during the day. It's sometimes a lot easier at night. And what I would do is just to develop what I call a nap time routine for the daytime as well. So a lot of parents get into a very nice bedtime routine of, of you know, a, a specific set of rituals that they do every single night in a consistent way. And what I would recommend is you do that during the day as well. So what I'm talking about is setting up the room to be dark, um, playing some white noise would be really nice as a sleep cue, um, swaddling your four-month-old if that's still an option. Um, but just making sure about 10 to 15 minutes before you put your baby down that you are doing sort of a little nap time routine just so they understand that sleep is imminent. The other thing at this age is that a baby can become overtired very quickly. And if they do become overtired, they have a tendency to wake up very early from a nap. So in this case, sort of 20 minutes. So what I would do is just make sure that you're not missing the sleep window, which is the optimal time of the day that a baby needs to go down in order to be in a rested state. And at this age, it's possibly around an hour and a half maximum of awake time um, before you need to put them down for a nap. So those sort of things would definitely help um, in minimising catnapping. And the other thing is just to avoid taking your baby out of their room if they've only done a 20-minute nap. Um, And over the next couple of weeks, spend a bit of time trying to resettle them um, in their room so at least you're showing them that it's not yet time to get up. We have a, a question from Madeline on the text line. She says, my 10-week-old daughter has just started to sleep through the night from 7pm 7, 7 to 7am, which is fantastic. She th- sleeps through most nights, but some nights is waking at about 5.30am and I can't settle her back to sleep. So I've been giving her a little feed and she falls asleep again until 7 without much fuss. But then I'm wide awake and can't get back to sleep. 
Any tips on how I can encourage her to sleep through? I know she can do it most nights, but can't work out why she wakes early sometimes. I breastfeed her and she has two good sleeps, two hours plus during the day, plus a nap in the afternoon. I make sure she is wide awake around 5pm, then has her last feed at 6pm and is in bed by 7. Thanks from Madeline. So Madeline, well done. It sounds like you're doing a really good job and you've only got a 10-week-old baby, so I think that's amazing effort on your side. Um, I definitely think um, 10-week-old babies still needs about five or six hours of daytime sleep, so that's quite a lot of sleep and more sort of along the lines of six hours. If they don't get that amount of sleep, they will get overtired, and one of the um, problems with overtiredness is that it tends to wake a baby around that 5, 5.30 time. Um, another thing that could be causing that early wake-up is too late at bedtime. So I'm not sure what time the bedtime is, but at 6 p.m. that would be a good time for a 10-week-old to go down to sleep. The other thing I can suggest you do is actually what's called a dream feed. Um, well, I don't know if many of the listeners know what that is, but that's preemptive feeding. So that's ensuring that you're feeding your baby while they're actually asleep around sort of the 10 or 11 time. And if you're trying that, um, the other thing is just to slowly wean her off breastfeeding at 5.30. A baby can get very used to waking up at that time every morning if they know that they're going to get a feed. So it's actually you as a parent that needs to be in control of reversing that. Um, So maybe over the next couple of days or, you know, the next week, slowly start to minimise how much you actually breastfeed for. So every three days you can minimise it by about three minutes. Um, And then when you're sort of finished with that, you can try and resettle her rather than feed her. And that should allow her to learn to sleep later in the morning. Thank you, Madeline. Um, And thank you for all of that advice, Natalie. That was um, really great. And thank you once again for stepping in for Chris Minogue. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. That's Natalie Herman. She's a sleep consultant. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who texted in. We will get to your questions next next week with Chris Minogue. If you are in particularly, particular a Natalie Herman fan, we are definitely going to get her back on the show. We do think she's fabulous. We'll also be doing a Facebook Live with her in September. So we'll make sure we let you know about that, where you can come on and ask Natalie your questions direct. We'll also pop a link up to Natalie's website on ours. Just head to kindling.com.au. And Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue will be back next Monday at midday. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.